Well, here we are. Time for another episode of the Global Phenomenon, the Old Man's Podcast. Rocky Streb here. I guess I'm the one that qualifies as the old man. Coach Streb with stories, with ideas, with notions, the kind of crazy stuff that gets in your head and you can't get it out. I want to think of myself as being like what they call an earworm. I get in your head something like uh, that old stupid song, Muskrat Love. Man, I hope I didn't earworm you, Muskrat Love. If I did, I apologize. That's not good. That's not cool. It's not cool to get that in somebody's head. But I got some cool stuff to talk with you about today. No confusion on this part. Confusion, that's one of the things we're going to talk about. That was me trying to use a clever segue. Um, confusion, we're going to talk about the word not being that just stay with me you'll see here shortly hey guess what i found out there is such a thing as a free cup of coffee i'm going to tell you all about it around the world in 80 days do you remember that movie based off a book it was back when we were kids and i think it's been redone a few times going around the world in 80 days do you think that would be fun i don't and i'm going to tell you why and of course we're going to play trivia. We always do. I'm really excited about this episode's pep talk. It's an Emily Dickinson quote. And who doesn't see the promise in that? She had so many wonderful things to say. So we're going to talk about living in the moment. So there you have it. The Old Man's Podcast. Interesting topics. Entertaining stories. Let's get this baby rolling. I'll admit it, and it's intended, every episode of the Old Man's Podcast follows a very, very familiar format, a very similar format from episode to episode. I like structure, and I did that in my classroom as a teacher. I did that in my practices as a coach. Structured, tried to keep everything the same so that everybody knew what was coming. So what do I start off with? What's on my mind? That's the first segment here. What's on my mind this week has been on my mind quite a bit with you guys. I've talked about this a lot the last few episodes. Language. And I don't want any confusion on this. And what I mean by that is I don't want you to use the word confused. We use it all the time, don't we? And other words like it. When somebody tells you something, and it's not that you don't understand. You do understand. You're hearing them right. They're stupid. They're an idiot. They're telling you something. Whenever we're talking politics, for sure, chances are the person on the other end of this conversation is saying things that you don't agree with. So it's not that you don't understand. It's not that you are confused. It's that you don't agree with them. So words like that, I don't understand. I am confused. What do you mean by that? Phrases like that, in my opinion, make you appear weak. Like you're the ignorant one. You're stupid because you can't follow what this person that is 
in your opinion at the time, really the dumb one, what is this person saying, doesn't add up. It's not that it doesn't make sense, don't say that. It's that they are flat out wrong. And you, of course, know that you are correct. If you're in a conversation with someone and they're going to say something that you don't agree with, that you really think is wrong, I am encouraging you to rebut, not with, I'm confused, not with, I don't understand, not with anything like that. Just flat out, be honest and straight with them. Because that's not actually what's happening. You're not confused. You understand what this idiot is saying. You know exactly what they're saying because they are wrong. So don't take the low road and act like the idiot here and say, oh, I'm confused. If I'm that other person telling you the stupid stuff, which of course I've been guilty of very much. A lot of people don't agree with everything I say, but that's okay. If you tell me you're confused, if you tell me you don't understand, well, of course you don't. This is way over your head, person. Just listen to me. Do what I say. Don't try to think for yourself. That's why you're confused. You're trying to think for yourself. Don't. Do what I say. You see where I'm going here. Using phrases like, I don't understand, I'm confused, makes it sound like you're the dummy. And in this case, you're not. They are. So don't ever say, I'm confused. Shoot straight with people when you're debating, friendly, never get into arguments, certainly don't go violent. But when you're debating a concept, political religion, uh, pie or cake, whichever one's better for dessert, what doesn't matter, whatever the conversation topic is, don't use terms like, I'm confused or I don't understand. Because what it says is, you can't follow them. They're the smart one, you're having the problem following this conversation. I'm confused. I don't understand. Sound weak. It makes you look like you're the dumb one. I always felt like that was rule number one in leadership. And as I became uh, more and more engaged in school leadership and became an assistant principal and a principal and eventually teaching in college, one of the things I tried to impress upon people was confidence strength in my opinion strength in my decisions when somebody brings a viable alternative to me I'm not saying dismiss it and poo-poo it and hey stupid that's a dumb idea get out of here no 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 not at all have that dialogue have that conversation but don't try to twist them around and bring them to your side on this thought experiment that you're having by telling them I don't understand what you're saying I'm confused what you said. You're not confused and you do understand. Strength of position, shoot straight, tell them why you think they're wrong. Be open-minded that you're okay with opposing ideas. Never, ever belittle or ridicule somebody or make them feel that way for bringing opposing ideas to you. As a leader, you need that. Do not surround yourself with yes people. You, want, you really do want the opposite opinion. That's what good leaders want. And you have to make those people feel confident that they can tell you what they think. Not that they are confused or that they don't understand. A straight up, honest exchange of ideas. Don't be confused.
Okay, for the second segment of this podcast episode, I'm going to put this one down as a tip, the old man's tip. And it comes from, I just saw this as I was flipping through old TV. This wasn't streaming on Netflix or anything. It was some channel like the Get TV channel or something that I got over the air. It was around the world in 80 days. Travel. Wouldn't it be cool to go around the world in 80 days? In the book or the movie... I forget the guy's name, Thaddeus or something like that, but he was a British explorer and he and he had a bet that he could go around the world in 80 days in a hot air balloon. And that was the premise of the story. As a kid, it sounded pretty interesting to me, like how exciting, around the world in 80 days. Now that I'm an adult, I don't want any part of that. I don't even think I could go around my own state in 80 days, more or less my own country, only because there's just too much to see. Anytime you're in a rush, and around the world in 80 days is a rush, you're going to miss stuff. You wouldn't see much in that trip. And there is so much stuff to see. I would love to travel overseas and see interesting stuff from all the other six continents that I don't live on. However, I've come to the conclusion that's not going to happen. I would have had a start decades ago and done nothing but travel. I have a sister who works for the Peace Corps, Aunt Bear, and she travels a great deal, as much as any human being I've ever known. She hasn't seen it all, and I haven't had this conversation with her, but I probably should. I don't even think she probably feels like she's gotten very deep in of seeing all the things that are there to be seen. I think she's been to five continents. I don't think, well, she's been to Australia. So the only continent she hasn't been to is Antarctica. It's a continent, right? I hope so. Anyway, I'm sure she hasn't been there, but she's been just about everywhere else. I admire that, people that get to travel. Traveling enriches your soul. It makes you appreciate your culture and other cultures. It's good. People need to travel to get out of their own way of doing things, their own way of looking at the world. Travel's a good thing, and I try to do it as much as possible. Now that I'm retired, I intend to travel quite a bit. In fact, upon the release of this episode of the podcast, I'm somewhere in Montana right now. And that's kind of where this whole rant comes from. There's so much. Just that one state, the state of Montana, I don't have to hurry. I'm taking two weeks to do it. But I'm frustrated, and I can see this, and I can do that, but I have to miss this, and I have to miss that. It's frustrating. I can't even do everything that Montana has to offer in in a two-week vacation. Then I start thinking, well, I live in Missouri. I haven't done everything in Missouri. In 60-plus years, I still got stuff in Missouri. I need to do. If you've ever driven through Missouri, up Highway 40 or across Highway 70, you'll see the billboards advertising Merrimack Caverns. Never been there. That's ridiculous. What's my problem? I think that's where my frustration kind of comes from. There's so much to do and so little time to do it. So I'm not trying to depress you if you are an avid traveler as well or you anticipate becoming an avid traveler. I think you just got to put your head down, stay focused, just do the little things that you enjoy piece by piece and come to the realization that you just don't have time to do everything that can be done. That's not crazy, right? That makes sense. So to you, I propose 
travel, see stuff, get out of your comfort zone, go places, do things, do the extraordinary, go the way of the path less traveled. You'll find it to be a great deal of fun. And I think this conversation that I'm having with you is really more having with me. Don't get frustrated if you can't do everything there is. Do what you can. You only live once. Make the best of it. Okay, people, gather around. Coach has got a pep talk for you. So as I told you in the opening, my pep talk for this episode is going to come from an Emily Dickinson quote. You know it's going to be good, right? Emily Dickinson, one of the most prolific poets of all time. Here's a quote that I'm referring to. Find ecstasy in life. The mere sense of living is joy enough. Emily Dickinson. And I like her choice of word. Find ecstasy, not joy not happiness, nothing like that. Like the biggest, most powerful, super cool, fun word you could find, ecstasy. Find ecstasy in life. The mere sense of living is joy enough. All right, let's talk a little bit about that. To me, Emily Dickinson is suggesting that happiness often depends on living in the moment. That's what I get out of that main thing making sure that we live in the moment. Now, obviously, if you've been listening to this entire podcast, I am referring back to the previous segment when I expressed my frustration and when trying to travel, I can't see everything that I want to see that I feel like I need to see. Well, stupid, it's simple. All you got to do is live in the moment, worry about today, do and see what you can today. Tomorrow's another day. And that's kind of why I went to this quote as a sequel to the segment on the old man's tip where I spoke about the frustrations of trying to travel. Live in the moment, says Emily Dickinson. And we remind ourselves along the way that life itself is bountiful with countless wonderful experiences. Do what I do today and enjoy the wonderful experiences that I'm lucky to have today. I read up on her a little bit, and I saw that she had written a letter to her editor. It was in the late 1800s, shortly after the Civil War. And she wrote to this guy, That it will never come again is what makes life sweet. That it will never come again makes life sweet. That is profound, isn't it? She just wanted to experience life. More specifically, she wanted to experience a peaceful life. She certainly set an example and demonstrated to us how we can enjoy those simple pleasures, find gratefulness in the small joys that we might experience each and every day, and enjoy a life full of ecstasy, as Emily Dickinson puts it. I don't know about you, but I feel better thinking about that. Just enjoy these little surprises, these little experiences each and every day. Okay, time to play Engage Your Brain. 
which is just another way of saying we're going to play trivia. And we do this because we've got to engage our brain. We have to do something each and every day that causes us to think, to strategize. Uh, I hope that's a word. To use good language, to use good words, to speak intelligently. I don't do that every day. But I do like to do crossword puzzles, sudokus, word scrambles. I have a book that I sit down and do oh, about 30 minutes of that. Sometimes longer if I'm very frustrated and can't solve the crossword. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Make sure that you use your brain. So let's just play a little trivia to keep that in mind. Here we go. What is the Portuguese word for Brazil? Tricky question. You might be racking your brain. Don't overthink this. The Portuguese word, which by the way, the Portuguese settled Brazil, colonized Brazil, I should say. The Portuguese word for Brazil is Brazil. They spell it B-R-A-S-I-L in Portugal instead of B-R-A-Z-I-L in Brazil. There you go. Look it up if you don't believe me, and I don't blame me a bit. When did the website Facebook launch? Ha! Huh. Great question. They'll be coming up in an anniversary in not too distant future, but it's not this year. Facebook started in 2004, almost 20 years ago. My, how time flies when you're scrolling through life. What would we do without our Facebook? All right, here's a true or false question. You know I hate them, but I'm going to just throw it out there. It's a bonus question, okay? True or false? Santa Claus is a variety of melon. I don't even know what they're asking. The word Santa Claus or the guy Santa Claus? Let's say the word because the answer is true. Santa Claus is a kind of melon. That's just dumb. Let's skip that one. Forget about it. You had a 50-50 shot. Hopefully you guessed right. What is the original name of the search engine Google? Man, you got to be an internet geek if you know this one. I've never heard this. I thought Google was always Google. It wasn't. Originally, Google was called Backrub. Definitely Google that one and see if Google was called Backrub originally. That's what my book says. Next one. Where did the pineapple plant originate? got to be tropical, right? So it's not too hard to guess. I'm going to tell you the answer is a continent, not a country. Does that help you out? Probably does. If you said South America, you'd be right. Final question. Which country has the most Trappist breweries? The country with the most breweries. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking our home country, right? The U.S. But if you're from St. Louis, as I am, you would know that the biggest brewery in the country, Anheuser-Busch, isn't owned by Americans. It's owned by Belgians. And that's the correct answer. The country with the most Trappist breweries, the most breweries, is Belgium. Side note, also produces the most popular beer on the planet, Stella. Did you know that? That's what I heard. Look me up. Go ahead, Einstein. Verify. Well, there you have it. That's Engage Your Brain for this week. Hope you enjoyed it.
Well, I truly have something for you that is a funny thing that happened to me. And you'll be happy to know that there is such a thing as a free cup of coffee. I didn't invent the notion, but I'm sure you've heard the reference. There's no such thing as a free cup of coffee. Like, you can't get anything for free. Well, maybe you've heard this one. Dance like nobody is watching. I didn't make that one up either. But those two things came together for me recently. Returning on a road trip, had been sitting in the car driving for, oh man, eight hours. It was a long, hard road. Stopped at the gas station, and I still had a couple more hours to go. It was getting late in the evening, so I thought I'd grab myself a cup of coffee to just push me through the finish line. It was a weeknight. It was a small town. There really wasn't anybody around. The gas station was completely vacant. I got the pump going, and the car was filling up with gas, so I headed in to get a cup of coffee and, of course, go to the bathroom. Those two things do go together. Swung the door open and stepped into the main area of the gas station, you know, where they sell all the stuff. And they were playing really pretty loud. I think the dude was partying in there. They were playing disco music on the speaker. Again, nobody around. So what would I do if I walked into a gas station like that and the Bee Gees were blaring Saturday Night Fever music? I broke down and danced. Like nobody was watching, because I didn't think anybody was. And then I noticed, obscured quite a bit behind the counter, with his head barely sticking out above the cast register, was a kid, probably about early 20s, the only person working there. And he was busting a gut at this point, because there was some goofy old guy dancing like he was John Travolta, and nobody around. So I kind of stopped dancing at that point, nodded to him, smiled, gave him a wink, he laughed, returned the cordial, non-verbal, how you doing, man, kind of language. I headed to the bathroom, went to the bathroom, came out, headed straight to the coffee dispenser, got myself a cappuccino, walked up to the counter, and he says, is that all you're getting? Oh, yeah, just a cup of coffee, got to get home, getting late. He goes, well, you keep dancing like that, you won't be falling asleep driving. And we laughed, thought that was pretty clever. And then he said, it's on the house. And I said, what? I got money. I'm holding it in my hand. He goes, nope. Anybody that can dance like that needs a reward. Coffee's on the house. And I'm like, come on, kid. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a good dancer. There was nothing about what I was doing that was pleasing to anyone's eye that was unacceptable for everybody that has ever danced. It's an abomination. And he still laughed. He thought it was funny. He insisted that I get a free cup of coffee. So you think I was dancing before. I was really dancing then. Danced my way right on out of that gas station I did. Got back in the car. Told my wife I got a free cup of coffee because I'm a good dancer. And she still doesn't believe me. And if you know me, you would agree with her. There's no way that clown can dance. So the moral to that story, it is true dance like nobody's watching and you don't know what kind of good stuff is going to happen remember i talked about that just a few segments ago when i was speaking to the emily dickinson quote about the little things in life that's a good example it's a little surprise that i got a free cup of coffee and a little surprise a kid got behind the counter some goofy old guy putting on a dance show it's just like emily dickinson suggested to find the ecstasy in life Just enjoy those little surprises. And I did. 
I hope you do too as well. Well, there you have it. That sound means I gotta go. I have to go enjoy life. Find ecstasy in life. Enjoy those little surprises. That's my thing this week. That's what I'm going to try to do. And I'm encouraging you to do the same thing. The theme of this week's episode. Enjoy those little surprises in life. You don't want to miss out on those little things. Hey, speaking of missing out, don't let anybody that you know miss out on the old man's podcast. Please pass this podcast on to him. If you're missing out on anything, it might be the old man's podcast page on Facebook. If you haven't liked it yet, please look it up and like it. We don't want anybody out there being left out. It's the old man's podcast. I'm not going anywhere. Why don't you join me for this fun ride that we're taking? And of course, you know how I'm going to close. Please be safe out there. Come back next week. I'm doing it all over again. And in the meantime, find those little surprises in life and make sure that you are living boldly. Get off my grass! Damn kids.